Hi everyone, this is Vicky. Welcome back to the podcast. So, I just finished re-watching Josh is Irrelevant and this is the second time I've seen it, but the first time I watched on my phone. So, this was the first time I was watching closely. I guess last time I just sort of was hoping to kind of hear what was happening and sort of see it, if that makes sense. Um, this was like a proper watch of the episode, which... I didn't get to do as closely. So there's a lot more I noticed this time. And I just sort of want to get into mainly everything with the girls in this episode. Um, I guess I'll touch on the Nathaniel stuff because it is important. But I'll probably mostly talk about um, Rebecca, Valencia, Heather and Paula. Hashtag girl group whatever. Um, the first thing I want to touch upon is the very, well not the very first scene, but the very first scene in Rebecca's hospital room and specifically the line when she says she feels like she inconvenienced everyone. That is very, it's definitely what it's like. I mean, I guess it depends on the person. But that hit pretty close to home. Um, there's this sort of overwhelming sense of guilt. Especially, like, okay, I'm about to get real personal, like, right away. But I remember one time I was feeling really, really suicidal. And I didn't, this wasn't an attempt this time. This was just feelings. And I don't usually talk about it. To people I know, I'm not the kind of person who opens up. This is why I'm just now starting therapy. I struggle to talk, but I did open up to my mum and tell her how I was feeling. And she just broke down crying and um, said, basically, <laughs> it's hard to talk about. Um, she just kind of told me that I needed to talk to her before ever getting even close to that point. And I guess since then, I've thought a lot about the people around me rather than me, because there's two ways to think about it, I guess. There's the side that if you go through with it, then you're breaking their hearts. like. That's a perspective she's talked about with me before because I've lost friends to suicide. And there's also the perspective of, you know, inconveniencing people when you don't. And I'm not saying it is an inconvenience because it's not, obviously. It's a big deal. But there's that feeling. And especially in the pilot, um when Rebecca and Naomi are on FaceTime and she tells her it was an inconvenience that she'd attempted suicide before, that that was an inconvenience. It is something that stays with you, I think. That feeling, like, once you've got that there, it's there. So that line was so powerful and so real. I feel like this whole... Well, 
the show as a whole always feels really real maybe isn't a word because you have all the musical numbers and things that kind of make it that bit wackier than real life but the concepts and the basic storylines they are real and especially season three the way Rebecca is it's really relatable a lot of it um not to the same degree I mean watching her push her friends away was so hard I've pushed friends out not like that I I'm definitely not that bad but it does become a sort of coping mechanism to isolate yourself this whole season has been so raw and real and easy to relate to and that line especially was just sort of yeah I get it Rebecca another thing about that scene uh, other than the lines because there's also the really powerful line that is uh, I didn't want to die I just wanted the paint to stop which also was really just oh I felt that but other than the lines the one thing that really stood out to me in that scene is at the end of the scene when there's a really soft version of I have friends playing in the background it definitely seems to be something they try and include in the score a lot there's always these little callbacks to songs that have been used previously obviously a recent example was the oh my god I think I'd like you music and there was also apparently at the fair at the carousel was playing I Give Good Parent which I didn't actually notice I still need to go back and try and notice that which sounds weird to try and notice something but I know a few people pointed that out on Twitter I feel like these little callbacks I won't call them reprises because obviously they've done some of those but just putting the actual music in the background we'll call them callbacks <laughs> um they kind of remind you of this journey Rebecca's been on so far obviously she just hit rock bottom with the sleeping with Marco thing <laughs> I had to react to that I'm sorry she just hit rock bottom and there's a long way up to go she's got her diagnosis but that's the beginning of this journey towards figuring herself out but she still has come a long way from where she was in Josh just happens to live here obviously she's still making bad decisions still as we saw a few episodes ago um being kind of selfish a lot of the time and thinking of herself rather than her friends but she has become a better person I think that's been pretty apparent watching the show especially when you think about the fact that Audra is kind of who Rebecca was in New York and now they're kind of not polar opposites but clearly she's grown a lot and there's a lot more growing to do but these little songs kind of remind you of the changes because when she first sang I Have Friends she didn't it was 
because no one was coming to her party. And she was kind of trying to convince herself that she had friends. But now she actually has people who care about her. And that's a big deal. She's built this life in West Covina. And yeah, there is all the Josh stuff, but Josh is irrelevant now. I, I love saying that. Like, I love Vinny. I adore him. And I don't hate Josh. I kind of... I'm team Rebecca all the way, yo. But I sympathise with him to a degree. Because this is all Rebecca's narrative. And we kind of get fed Josh through her lens, in a way. Obviously, I kind of think he's a dick for the way he left her. He definitely could have been better about it. But I feel like, obviously it did make sense for Josh's character to do that. So, yeah, he's a dick. But regardless of Josh, I feel like Rebecca really has sort of built herself up in West Covina. She is different, very different, from the way she was in New York. And she has these people now. And that is why that moment was really powerful. There's still a big chapter of the journey to go, but we are kind of far into it now. Um, if Rachel and Aileen stick to the four season plan, we literally have like 20 episodes to go, which is really sad to think about because that does not sound like a lot, but I have faith that everything that needs to be done can easily be done in that time. I'm gonna move pretty quickly on to talking about Valencia and I think I'll talk about all of the Valencia stuff in one bit. I was gonna sort of do this chronologically but I'll literally be on forever because I just spent nearly 10 minutes talking about the first scene. I guess a lot of people have read all the Valencia stuff as her being really selfish but that's not how I saw it. Not once it got towards the end. I mean at first when she was kind of like filming and stuff there's this kind of feeling of what the hell are you doing? Because it does kind of seem at first like she's using Rebecca's suicide attempt to kind of get an online following and then to get free stuff but I don't think what she was doing came from a place of malice or a place of wanting to capitalise off her friend's pain because when she broke down, oh, that scene, man. When she breaks down crying, I break down crying. It's as soon as she says, I've never had a friend like you before, I fucking lose it. I've watched it twice. I say that like it's a thing that happens all the time, but it happened both times. I think that line kind of proves that it was less about wanting to kind of capitalize on it and more about trying to distract herself and convince herself that Rebecca was going to be okay. And everyone has their own kind of way of dealing with these things. And that was Valencia's. She's definitely grown so much since season one. I don't think it was intentionally selfish on her part. I think that was just kind of how it came across. And then when she sort of breaks down, when she thinks something else has happened to Rebecca, that's kind of when you realise, oh shit, she really does just care about her friend now, this isn't about her. 
And I get that maybe she went about it the wrong way. She was more focused on making these videos. And then you see when she's in the lip glosses, I guess it seems kind of like she's trying to capitalise on her friend's suicide attempt. But I think it just goes to prove that people have different reactions to things. And that was Valencia's coping mechanism. I think something we need to remember is how much she's grown as a character since the show started. Especially in that crying scene when she says, I've never had a friend like you before. That was huge. I mean, if you think about how Valencia treated Rebecca in the beginning, even up until... Um, why is Josh's ex-girlfriend Ian Cobbs? I think that's the episode title. Sounds right. Before that, they were never going to get along. I mean, there's been a lot of character growth. And that is such an important thing to remember. I feel like people who said they were still mad at her by the end of the episode misread it. Or maybe I just have way too much faith in Valencia because I love her so much. But I don't think it was an inherently selfish thing. I think that's just how it came across. This song is what I want to talk about next. I think it might be my favourite song of the show so far. I mean, that definitely changes a lot. I'll say, this is my favourite song, and then the next day, nope, that is. But this was such an important song, and I've listened to it so many times. I can just genuinely listen to it and repeat, which is both because Rachel freaking nailed it. She's super talented, and the notes in that song are on point. But more importantly, the content of the song is so important. I know people say that actually getting a diagnosis isn't as important as treatment, which is very true. But at the same time, I think the song kind of encapsulates that feeling when you reach that point. Because whereas, yeah, it's not as important as getting help mental illnesses are still illnesses and you're not exactly going to be happy if you go to a doctor and they never tell you what's wrong with you like if you had cancer or if you broke your leg or whatever and the doctor was just like we're just gonna treat you and not tell you what's wrong then it would be weird and I think this song kind of sums up that hope that you feel when you know what the problem actually is and it's just really powerful and beautiful and ugh, I, I will never get over how well this show sums things up via songs there are so many important ones and I feel like going from that happy upbeat song right into Dr. Shin's office was also like 
a really big deal because Rebecca went from this sort of eager optimism, which he points out when he says that she's really energetic, but she quickly kind of moves on from that into spiralling when she looks up borderline personality disorder online. And I feel that kind of sums up the going through the motions you'd feel when you have this sort of, yay, I'm gonna get a diagnosis, I'm going to find out what's wrong with me and get help. And then seeing all that is online about BPD, because I looked it up myself, because I was kind of intrigued and wanted to read more about symptoms versus things we've seen in Rebecca. And I feel like looking that up online would be fucking terrifying in that situation. And I think it was a very important look from kind of both perspectives that you would kind of have that sudden flip-flop. You know, I would. And speaking of the BPD, I'm really excited that we finally found out Rebecca's diagnosis. I know it's not really the most important thing in the show. I feel we didn't necessarily need a diagnosis to relate to Rebecca, but I think it is important. Maybe not to everyone, but as far as I'm concerned, I think giving her that label, I suppose, kind of proves that she can get help now and I think it's a good stepping stone onto the next chapter of her life I guess. Um, with this whole arc of the show going kind of from moving to West Corvina, pursuing Josh, finally getting with Josh, getting left at the altar by Josh and now it's moving away from Josh. I decided that I was going to try and say Josh as little as possible in this podcast considering it's about Josh is irrelevant but apparently I just failed because I said it like five times but this point onwards in the show not in the podcast although maybe both we are moving away from Josh and Rebecca can actually grow as a person as an individual and I think that can be difficult when you don't know what's wrong and I think that's why these last few episodes have been probably the most important that there has been of the show so far. I said on Twitter that 304 was my favourite and then 305 was my favourite and then 306 happened and I was kind of like okay damn um this just keeps getting more and more relevant and it's always been a relevant show it's always had important messages and still managed to be funny and well written and just all round awesome but this season has just taken it up a level and every time I think like this is perfect they cannot get any better than this they somehow do and I feel like finally giving her that BPD diagnosis kind of really hit the nail on the head. I want to quickly touch 
on Nathaniel and his parents before I get back into all the Rebecca stuff because the Rebecca stuff is the most important thing I want to focus on but I do want to touch on that as well. I feel like the way people feel about Nathaniel's still very um mixed. I know a lot of people who adore him and a lot of people who hate him and I think we are learning that as the show goes on that he's a lot more multifaceted than we originally thought. Even in the very beginning when he first came to West Covina and Whitefeather and Associates we did kind of see that his dad was in control and there was this whole um, air of toxic masculinity around him but I think we've kind of been shown that there's a lot more to it than that especially in this particular episode with him sort of seeming to have that anxiety attack when looking at the picture of his mom and when he goes to the house and he's immediately kind of shut down and they lie to him and then even the moment that really struck a chord with me is when he waits for his dad to leave and then he approaches her and is kind of like I know we don't do this in our family like they don't say I love you they don't show affection and I think I think that's what makes his feelings for Rebecca so important I really don't want them to actually have any kind of relationship I think it's important for him to learn to care about someone but I also think it's very important in the show now for Bex to focus on herself and not on romance because that has been the same thing like the whole time the whole of the series um we've seen her focus on Josh on Greg on Josh again and I think it's time that she's not worried about romance which I guess in a way you could say the season so far has been but up until this episode she still has been fixated on Josh even if it's more of a revenge thing she's still been defining herself by that relationship and by the failure of that relationship rather than by herself she needs to heal to fix herself to like be her own person it's about time that happened and i'm pretty sure that's where they're going with it but i still think the idea of nathaniel having feelings for rebecca is important even if they aren't reciprocated i have a friend who's like obsessed with nathaniel and we sort of agreed that it's important that she breaks his heart even if she doesn't mean to even if it's because she needs to choose herself and her recovery over him that would be like character growth for him i feel like in that happening we would in a way get a lot of growth for both of them because Rebecca actually choosing herself over a guy would be a big deal, all things considered. I mean, she moved to West Covina for, for Josh. Clearly, she puts men first 
a lot more than she should and picking her own recovery over a guy who is into her and who I'm not sure if she's into him I guess you could argue after the end of the episode it's more likely than it seemed earlier on but I think her picking herself would allow her to realise that she can focus on her and it would allow Nathaniel to sort of feel things he's not used to feeling and I think that's an important step for both of them in a way. The last thing I want to talk about before I finish this podcast because I don't want to make it too long the last thing I want to mention is the alligator and how happy I am that they went with Ruth Gerda Ginsburg. That is literally genius and now literally every single time Lady Boss comes on shuffle like all I can think to sing is get a Ruth Gerda Ginsburg pillow for your office and like I can't unhear that. I can't unthink that. I definitely feel like it was like the perfect name for something Rebecca owns. It's just like Ruth Bader Ginsburg is badass. And so using that for the alligator, it was, it was just so funny and fitting. And I love these tiny little moments in the show that just feel real. Like not in the same way when I say, oh, this representation is real. Just the things that make Rebecca feel like a real person like it was really cool I think that's about all I'm gonna say about that episode so thank you for listening and I promise that things will be more interesting future because I feel like I'm still getting into the swing of this but next time I will hopefully record a podcast right after watching for the first time so I can sort of record my initial reactions and maybe that'll be more interesting i don't know but thank you and see you again soon to clarify, yes, no, I'm not crazy.